This is Walt from Tell Him Steve Dave. I'm Chris Hardwick. Brian Quinn from Practical Jokers. I'm Jim Gaffigan. I'm getting Steve Dave. I'm Chad Lindbergh. Hi, this is Mike Zapsick. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men. Brian Johnson of Tell Him Steve Dave and Comic Book Men. It's Misinformation Podcast, baby! Information podcast contains themes and subject matter that may be inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Misinformation Podcast by emailing misinformationpodcast at gmail.com or find us on the Twitters at misinfopodcast. Welcome to Misinformation Podcast, episode 238. With you, as always, I'm Zach. I'm Eric. Yo. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's it going? It's been a while since I've heard that song. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, I, I don't know about you. I listen to it at least once a week, the entire CD. Yeah? No. Okay. But it'd be a lot cooler if I did. Well, it come, some of them come on in my car every once in a while I'm driving around. Oh, Got them right. on the iPod. But, oh, right, right, right. right. No. Yeah, I very, li- I very rarely listen to music. Like, if I'm running, I listen to podcasts. No wonder you're yeah. so angry. Dude, I am. <sighs> <sighs> Dude, I, I, I don't even know where to start. Like, there's so much. Since the last time you and I recorded together, there has been so much that has happened in this country that has made me violently angry. Um, and not, like, violent, I'm going to go out and burn down a gas station angry. Because, yeah. to me, that doesn't make any fucking sense. But violent as in it's damaging to your internal organs. Right. Like, just... <laughs> yeah. Or just, just to my general say, there was a time when the internet was a tool... To make our lives easier, right? To, yeah. to, to have more access to information. The problem is that the internet now, you have more access to misinformation ah. Ah, ah, by uh, going to iTunes or <laughs> misinformation.podbean.com. Um, you have more access to misinformation than you do to actual concrete information. And now the, inter- the internet is a place, Thank you, thanks to Wikipedia and places where everyone can edit content or puke their fucking opinion out there, it is now the place of opinion stated as fact. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and the problem is now the only people you hear from are the ultra-stupid or the ultra-conservative. Like, it's so fucking bad. Like, you know, there's, there's a phrase that I've heard thanks to the situation in Ferguson that I've heard more times than I care to count. Why couldn't they just shoot him in the leg? <laughs> and that's to me, boils down to its most base properties the internet as a whole people that watch entirely too much fucking television have no grasp of physics logic anatomy basic science basic common sense putting their opinions out as if they are 
hard, concrete, cold facts. So you have the situation in Ferguson comes to a head as riots, which is the the reaction to a man being killed. And I, I won't even let's I won't even take the argument of whether or not it was a justified shooting because I was not there. The facts as they stand, okay, are are unimportant as far as why the individual was killed because the reaction was wrong. The reaction was inappropriate. If let's let's say for the sake of argument, we know for a fact that that man uh, was it my, my, was it Michael my, Brown? Michael Brown. Yep. That man was killed in cold blood without provocation by one police officer. Let's, for the sake of argument, say that is the situation. Whether or not I believe that is the truth or not is not important to my point that I'm going to make. Okay. Hit it. He was killed in cold blood. Cold blood shot down by that officer because that officer doesn't like black people. That one officer. How is the reaction appropriate to riot, to loot, to destroy businesses owned by the people you claim you're protecting the rights of by acting out in such a way. How? How is that appropriate at all? How are you showing that what he did was so wrong that you are willing to victimize your fellow man who had nothing to do with the situation as it stands? Because you're mad. You're mad about the travesty that happened to this young man. Okay, And now keep in mind, that's without you even knowing the facts of whether or not it was in cold blood. You are making an assumption simply because the officer was white, the quote-unquote victim was black, because it's still a homicide. He's still a victim of a homicide. Whether or not he's a victim of a murder is a completely different thing. Do some fucking research, people, if there is a difference. (laughs) Know your facts. Uh, So how? How is that a, a, a... a reaction that sane people make. Now, I can see a couple people deciding to do something wrong, but thousands? And then secondly, as the people of Ferguson, because the argument has been made that the people who rioted were not people from Ferguson. Secondly, the argument is the people of Ferguson. Sure, later they were uh, guarding their own stores. They were chasing off looters. But as that's happening, how do you not stand up and take control of your community? Third, the rioters. No, I take that back. Let me go back to the people of Ferguson. Okay. Okay? The people of Ferguson claim uh, that they they took on the police. The rioters also say that they took on the police in the form of their rioting and the, the peaceful demonstration of the people of Ferguson. They say they took on the police because what the police are doing wrong. They're afraid of the police. Okay. Okay. That's one murder. Well, one homicide by a police officer in Ferguson. One. How often do young inner city... Youths won't even. I won't even say black youths. Youths kill other young inner city youths on a regular basis. It's practically a genocide by their own race. Okay, it's practically. And how often are there marches? How often does Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson stand up and say, "We need to do something about. It. We need to have a march uh, today to prevent inner city violence." They don't. Okay. So you tell me why they don't stand up against the gang members and such that are killing their people at an, at an exponential number as opposed to one police officer in this situation who killed one black kid. You know why? Because they know ultimately that police are good. And standing up to the police is easier. Because they won't hurt you unless they feel like they have to. To stand up to the gangs who are bad fucking people, 
Yeah. Who who make their trade in murder and drugs and victimization and shaking down business owners and doing all of those things, standing up to them is dangerous because they may kill you just because you disrespected them. The police, on the other hand, just like any other job, if I were to say to you all police are infallible, I would be a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. If I were to say to you that all police are good people, I would be a fucking moron. Anytime you use the words all, always, never, things like that, you're a fucking idiot. The only thing that is always is gravity <laughs> and death. Okay? <laughs> you will always be held to the earth. Because <laughs> even if you jump and pole vault, you will still be pulled back down. Even if you're in a plane, it will eventually run out of gas. Okay? You will eventually die. But if you say that all police are good people, it's just it's 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 statistically impossible, not improbable even, impossible that every single police officer that's hired is a good person. Even though good is a subjective term, it's impossible, right? Would would you not agree? Uh, I got to agree. Okay. So so just like any other job, retail, truck driving, you're going to get some assholes, some people that kill people. How can you fucking hold every other police officer accountable? for the few assholes that might make up the job. That doesn't make any fucking sense. So to declare war on the police, I mean, they were, during Ferguson, the Ferguson riots, they were literally advocating murdering police officers. They were advocating, don't steal from your people, steal from white people. Now, if I were to say, point blank right now, since it was a, a black person that I saw in the interview saying, don't steal from your people, steal from white people. If I were to say right now, that means all black people are fucking evil. <laughs> would would I or would I not be, one, completely in the wrong, and two, have fire and brimstone rained down upon me by the entire fucking black community? Both. Right. But now to say because that one cop did something, all cops are dirty. Well, I That's ridiculous. I don't understand our, like, the state of our society. I think that, like, the internet and just the way that uh, people are living life nowadays, I feel like everyone has become stunted emotionally. Like okay. the, the reactions of everybody are like you, when you fight with your kid sister or brother, when you're young, they hit you. They hit me first. So I hit them back. Right. That's what, that's what everybody's doing now. Right. Nobody, nobody anymore is trying to solve the problem as well. Why did they hit you? Yeah. Like why, why are we in the situation that we're in? And now we find a common ground and try to solve that problem. Now it's who can hit harder. Mm hmm. You know, and, and what they're doing is bad. So that makes what the bad that I'm doing okay. That is not the way a civilized society behaves. And if you're going to riot and loot, don't cry to me that you're being treated like animals. Because in so much, you're acting like an animal. Now, I have to continue. And I know we joke about, like, well, Skinny Eric's racist. Uh-huh. I'm throwing all that fucking joke. We're not even going to mention that once today. Okay. Yeah. Because what I'm saying is it would be so ridiculous for me to say that all black people are animals because of the way people in Ferguson act, Mm -hmm. that would be a ridiculous statement, and it would be wrong to think that way. So I don't because I'm not ridiculous. But what I am saying is that if 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 you're going to act like an animal, expect to be treated like an animal. I can't believe that the the restraint and – and we're going to get – I'm going to get fucking Mm -hmm. crucified on this. But the restraint that the Ferguson Police Department used – in dealing with the riots and dealing with the protesters, the amount of restraint that they used was amazing. They used tear gas and rubber bullets. Yeah. They made people cough and they made people sore. 
Okay, but the minute they started launching the tear gas and rubber bullets, the Internet would have led you to believe they had just shot 15 fucking people point blank in the head. Yeah, dude, it went nuts. Um, I had a hard time for a while knowing what the fuck was really going on because everything you read. Well, and you're reading they're shooting people in Ferguson. They're shooting people with rubber bullets. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. You know, I mean, it's not to mention. So all of this is going on. All of this Ferguson stuff going on. And people on on the internet are deciding to bring up this other shooting that happened in uh, Kansas City. I think oh, right, it was. right, right. And they're trying, like, and they're not putting any of the details or the person's name in the video. That I think they were trying to pass it off as this is the Ferguson situation, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? This is not the same thing. But hey, how come nobody got worked up over this one? Right. Like, I don't remember hearing the internet lose their collective well, shit y- when y- that y- one happened. But, and you know why? Because the video came out before anybody knew about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, it didn't hit the internet. The video was our introduction. And, and just a quick little background. Basically what it is, this guy goes into a gas station in Kansas City or wherever, steals two energy drinks, sets them down on the curb outside, and dares anyone to take them from him. Yep. And the police show up. He... Walks towards the police, steps up on a wall. Uh, the call had come in that he had a knife. He steps up on the wall. He's got his back to the person taking the video, so you really can't see what happens. Jumps off the wall towards the police, and they shoot him and yeah. kill him. I guess, to me, as I'm watching the evidence of as it unfolds, being videotaped from a person who claimed it was a friend of his, I see no problem well, with the, what happened. And the other, well, the other difference, like uh, you just kind of said it, I think the reason that this one didn't get blown into such a big shitstorm is because... Everyone could see what happened. Right. Um, and whether you agree, every, so, uh, people are arguing, he had a knife. He didn't have a knife. The video is not clear enough for you to tell. The point is, roughly, you can see the events unfold. Right. In this situation, nobody really knows exactly what happened. Right. So everybody's right. Well, and the only And people, everybody else is wrong. Well, and especially because the people that are, standing, that are standing up and saying, I was there, I saw it, everyone is accepting their, their uh, that version is absolute yeah. truth. And anytime the police come out and say, "Well, that's not what happened," it was a, you're lying or covering it up. Yeah. Well, how that's not a like you've basically given themselves given them a Kobayashi Maru. Yeah. It's an unwinnable scenario because if you get enough people to just basically say it doesn't matter what facts you show us, we'll just say we're you're just going to say these are the things that happened. Yeah. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. That doesn't work. Show us. Didn't they finally release some of the medical reports on the officer? Like he had his eye socket fractured. Yeah, and, I believe so. Yeah. Um, and that's not the type of thing that this that just kind of easily happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's uh, not like you don't you don't have your eye socket fractured unless someone is actively fighting you. Yeah. You know, and the the kid that they shot, and I, I don't want to go into whether or not it was a good shoot or not. Well, I'll the, just I'll just say this: it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, it matters, but I'm saying for the sake of our argument, right. it doesn't matter the way things went down. If the thing, if things went down the way that they're ha, would have you believe, the kid would have never been close enough to the guy to lay a fist on him, right. let alone fracture his eye socket. So clearly, not complete truth. Right. Right going on out yeah, there. Yeah, because I mean, they made you, you believe really he was walking away, had his back to yeah. him, and they shot him. It, it's so how did dude get his eye socket right. fractured? Well, and, you know, and ultimately, you know, when, we're, when we talk about, you know, because everybody was like, but when they fired that tear gas, uh, it was peaceful protesters. Look, here, here's my outlook on that. The night before there were riots, they fucking ruined it for your peaceful protest. Okay? They mm-hmm. fucked you. All right? They fucked up your peaceful protest by having riots the night before. And then the night of the quote-unquote peaceful protest, I'm reading an article showing the peaceful protesters, uh-huh. and a quarter of the way down is a picture of a guy throwing a Molotov cocktail. I saw that, yeah. And so I'm like, the first rock, 
the first melodic cocktail, the first stick, the first stone, anything, anything yeah. that gets thrown, that protest is over because it is my firm belief that one person can ruin it for everybody else. And the minute it isn't, isn't it a peaceful process anymore is the minute people are throwing uh, uh, flaming liquid. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, so shut it down. And if they tell you to disperse and you disperse, they're not going to shoot rubber bullets. They're not going to launch tear gas. You motherfuckers watch too much TV. All right? That's the problem. Okay? The world is not... Problems in the world are not solved in a squeaky clean, uh, erasure-swiped mm-hmm. image. Like, you don't understand. Like, if you, do a, if you do things the way you're told to do them, they would have no reason to do these things. Well, if you disperse and decide, okay, today it didn't work out. The protest didn't work out. We'll try again tomorrow. But no, you want that fucking teenage mentality. You want the immediate gratification. Yeah. And so when you don't disperse and you get the consequences, take your lumps. Because I guarantee you the original civil rights movement, the reason it was a struggle, the reason uh, so many of those people are admired to this day is that they took some abuse because they believed in what they were doing. Yeah. You cannot expect to get everything you want. Now, now, had they all been sitting there with linked arms and simply and no a lot of cocktails have been thrown, and the cops just roll up and they're like, "You know what? We don't want you here," and they start tear gassing them, I can see their argument. Um, the the only thing, the only videos I saw that made me just go kind of like, "What the fuck?" was a uh, there was a uh, one person filming stuff from their own porch, and the cops had some people on the street or basically on that person's yard, like on the curb, like in front of their house. Right. And they were arresting them for something. I don't know what. Right. Because it only shows you the part of the video they want you to see. Right. But the cop walks up onto the person's porch, tells them to stop filming. The person doesn't want to stop filming. So when the cop tries to take the person's phone and they pull it away, they fucking choke hold them and just take them down to the ground. Now, I don't really see where they had the okay to do that. They don't. Yeah, and I think it's <laughs> yeah. things like that that we're adding fuel to the fire. They're like, see, this is what they do when which, they don't like what you're right, doing. Which I, which I get, but again, that's a situation where that guy didn't know his job. Yeah, you know. It well, would, and the problem is, so that guy made a bad choice or, or or took things too far, and then when other officers arrive to help him, all they see is cop fighting person. Right, and they know that when they see cop fighting person, they need to help cop fighting person. Right, exactly. So. They're not going to walk up and be like, sir, sir, why is he choking yeah, you? Hey, yeah, hey, Officer yeah, yeah. Daniels, why are you choking this yeah, person no. with a phone? Yeah. Like, hey, they don't know. They're right. there to, to make sure that guy gets to go home at night. Well, and most, most other people would assume walking up on a situation, he's choking out a dude that's filming him. Something must have been happening because it's not like you he didn't ass- know he was being filmed. Right. So they would have to rationalize, I better help this guy out. Yeah. But I also know that I don't think, like you said, I don't think people realize fights don't go down in real life the way they look in the movies and on TV. Right. Have you ever seen any of those like police TV shows? Dude, one dude can fucking melee like eight cops sometimes and, with or without tasers. Just beat like but, they cannot subdue these and, people. And, and sometimes. you know, and you know why? Huh. Because again, back to the idea that most people are good people, uh-huh. right? So therefore most cops are good people. When they're fighting, they're trying not to hurt the person yeah. in the back of their mind, even though they probably should be trying to hurt right. the person. You know, you need to go home at the end of the night, right? Yeah. So, so the guy who's fighting the cops, though, that's not his mindset. Yeah. His mindset is, I'm going to fucking hurt you. Yeah. You know, now I'm not saying that I know one that out everybody. of those five yeah, cops yeah, yeah. might not be thinking the same thing. Yep. But because most people are good people, that guy's already made his decision to be a bad people. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, it's, he's, he's committed to that choice. Right. It's so ridiculous to me to just automatically assume that every cop is going to make the worst decision when presented with the decision. And then thirdly, as I've seen on the internet, there's a good point being made that these police officers have fractions of a second to make the decision they're making. And then we all get to sit back and armchair quarterback it for the next fucking four weeks. Thank you, CNN. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I imagine in, in some situations, a cop would go, you know what? If I would have seen, example, I would have seen that was a cell phone in his hand and I thought it was a gun. If I would have seen that it was a cell phone, I wouldn't have shot him. Yeah. They're not going, well, that's what he gets for having that cell phone in his hand, if they're a reasonable guy. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that there aren't uh, cops who are like, I guess he shouldn't have a cell phone in his hand. Fucking yeah, titties. Yeah. You know, I'm, no I'm, sudden movements. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying that there aren't guys out there like that, but we have to assume, in order for the society to work, we have to assume that most people are good people. And by relation, most cops are good All people. All I can say for myself is that I'm glad I'm not a cop because I <laughs> I hate always assume people are terrible yeah so i'm always thinking to myself what am i gonna have to do example just a few days ago i was out for a run right i like to do that right this is the first time in the countless days that i've gone for a run where i'm running up a hill all of a sudden i can feel there's a vehicle going as slow as me like slightly behind me kind of rolling up i was like oh what is this there's no stop sign here why are they slowing down all of a sudden i'm wearing headphones all of a sudden i can tell that i'm being talked to right so i pop my headphone out and this guy's asking me questions. Like, is your house unlocked? <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's just yelling gibberish at me at first. So, yeah. okay. So it turns out, I go, what? And he goes, are you running? Are you going to LA? And I, I said, what? And he goes, For, Forrest Gump was going to LA. And I go, oh, okay. No, I'm not doing that. Thank you for not saying run, Forrest, run. Because everyone does that when they just drive by. And then he goes, are you in the Navy? No. Are, are you in the military? No. Have you ever been? No. Do you want to be? Have you have you thought about it? Are, are you in the Navy? Yeah. I said, just say that first next time. And he goes, um, so why are you running? And he forced gumped me, so I forced gumped him back. And I said, because I am not a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, so you're just out here for the fuck of it? He, he was a little – I could tell he was a little buzzed. His right. speech just wasn't right. And he was driving? Yeah. That's good. So then I, I am still moving. <laughs> right. So at this point, we do reach a stop sign. He stops at the stop sign, and he's like, can I run with you? Like right now? And I said, what? And he yeah, goes, just leave your car right there. He goes, you think I could take you from here to the corner? And I go, yeah. And he goes, why? I said, because I've been out here for nine miles now. <laughs> and he gets out of his truck and runs, literally runs right at me, straight at me. And I, I was kicked like, him right in his about, chest. And I'm thinking, what is about to happen? Right. Holy shit. He gets up on me and touches me, like puts his hands on me and would... immediately recoils because I'm fucking soaking wet. <laughs> it is disgusting. Awesome. But I was like, what is about to happen? If I was a chick, I'd be freaked. If, if I was a chick and I ran with pepper spray like a lot of them do, that guy would have just got blasted. I would have punched him in the throat. And, but that's my point. Right. I always think somebody's up to something I, just, that, just because. But, but of... in that situation, you're right that he was up to something. Right. There's not something not right with him. But do you know what I mean? Like, but I'm always like that. Anytime I used to bike on the bike trail, if I saw somebody that didn't look like they were really there to work out or whatever, I'm right. instantly in my mind always going, why is this person here? What right. are they doing? Right. They better not look at me because then I'm going to start thinking about what I'm going to do if something yeah. happens. Right. Um, and I feel like that's just the world I live in now. Like I always have to worry that somebody is going to be – Dude, I'm going to be honest. To something. In, the situ- in the situation and, and, and frankly in – in so much as the way that even this town has devolved mm-hmm. over the last 20 years, as much time as you spend outside, mm-hmm. I would get a concealed weapons permit. Yeah. I, I see no reason not to if, yeah. I, if I were you. I yeah. mean, you know, I've had one for eight years now. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things that... Well, I'm just waiting. Like, yeah, I am waiting for the day because I've had a couple of 
instances where like a car full of kids is blowing by me and yells. Yeah, something that's at one. Me. That's different. Or, but yeah. but and, and it is. But like you're always just wondering when that next person's gonna come by and yell something at you. You flip them off as they go, and that's enough for them, and they yeah. stop their car. Yeah. And then they gotta kind of set you straight on how dare you flip them off because right. they almost ran you down with their car. Right. Or because um, they decided to yell something rude. Or because they're yeah. like, or because they're like, hey, that guy's running with an iPhone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I hate to say that, I, I th- but no, I, I think, think of those things all the time. I think about that all the time because, you know, I'm running and, and, and I'll get the same thing. I mean, I, I don't like, I can't hear anything with my headphones in, uh-huh. um, but I get that a lot. People cruise up slow and start yelling something. Usually it's like run fat ass run or something yeah. stupid like that. Yeah, always dumb shit like that. Um, and I'll catch them out of the corner of my eye. So what's your, what's your initial reaction is to spin around and run backwards and see what the fuck they want. Yeah. You know, how many times, when is going to be the time that they're going to be like, would you say motherfucker? And then you're going to have to handle it. Right. You know, because the thing is you've got your, yeah, you've got your iPhone on. They're yeah. going to see that. That's money to them. Yeah. And two, you can't make a call. Yeah. Cause it's on your fucking arm. Yeah. You know? And so it's not like you have the option of calling 911, you know, because you have to get it out of the fucking case. You have to, you know, do everything you need to do. I mean, sure. You can rip it off real quick. And that's, I've done that a couple times where I've taken my phone off real quick and had it in my hand. Yeah. Cause it just looks like you're getting ready to do something. Cause that's smart. Yeah. Cause I run with nothing. Yeah. Like I don't take a wallet. No, I don't me take either. Nothing. Me like, either. Keys to my house. Nothing. Nope. Um, so it's like you are pretty nude out there. I mean, there, I used to run with not nothing, and it just it was cumbersome. Uh-huh. And it was, but I also lived in a way worse part of town than I live in now. You know. Yeah. Um, so it just, I, I just the the problem is that everybody's a victim, and then once you truly are a victim, if you defend yourself, you get fucking vilified for it. Uh-huh. And if what you're doing is just, what you've done is right, you still have to think about the situation and how it will look, which is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because so many special interest groups and so many quote-unquote minority groups refuse to acknowledge that it's possible that there are people in their group that are bad people. Yeah. Not that all of the people in their group are bad people, but it's this, it's this liberal dogma that's, that's pervasive now because of the internet that says that if you've ever been victimized, you can do no wrong. So, you know, and, and I hate to come back, keep coming back to the black community, but because of Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, yeah. who are two of the biggest racists on the fucking planet, um, because they give substance to this victimization claim that, that says that, you know, well, the reason they act out like this is because they've been treated so badly for so long. So wrong, long. That's weird. I don't see the Jews rioting. Yeah. You know, I don't see the Italians and I, and I'm not saying because they're they're white skinned people. I'm just saying as people but, that are so equally what's the, victimized. What's the ultimate argument there? I don't They're get it. only being bad because they were treated badly. So at what point are they gonna stop behaving badly? Right. Well like, and what's your point? It's and, okay for them to do this forever and, because for a period of time and, this thing happened. And the problem is that's only in certain areas yeah. too. You know, like for the most part you're not gonna get people in progressive areas using that argument because they realize it's stupid. Yeah. You know, like look, I wasn't ever treated badly. My parents were never treated badly. My grandparents might have been treated badly because it was before the civil rights movement or during. Um, but uh, things are pretty good for me. You know, and did you see the argument in Ferguson that they said, um, now you need to put us to work repairing the community? Yeah, I did. I did. I did did see that. Oh, okay. That'd be a great fucking standard to set. (laughs) Um, You know, all what we need to do is we need to burn our community to the ground. And And then then you hire us to fix it. And then make them. Does that not sound like, did you ever watch The Sopranos? Yeah, it's crazy. That's some mafia shit. 
Like, we're going to fuck this up, and then you will pay us to repair what we fucked up. Just nothing that's happening is making anything better. No. Um, and and I don't understand yeah. how nobody understands that. Oh, I can't say nobody, well, but it's, how... It's not making it better, but yet the ultra-liberals are clinging onto this cause like it is the most just cause in the world, and it's simply not. Right. You know, you you could go and 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 be concerned about Michael Brown being killed and make your statements about him being killed. But the minute you, you answer violence with violence, you're a fucking ignorant prick. Yeah. You know, and it's like, if you display ignorance, I, I, don't, I think, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I once had somebody tell me that the term ignorance is racist. <laughs> and I'm like, how, how can you feel that? Okay. Like, like, honestly, like, is it because it's been used to describe people who are uneducated and it just so happens that where you're from, the vast majority of the uneducated people are a minority. Like that doesn't mean the term is racist. It just means it's an observation of the way that a group of people were acting. That doesn't, that's not racist. Right. I had somebody, uh, this kid that went to West high school with us, uh, he graduated with me. So a year ahead of you. Right. Um, uh, I, Jim, that's been on the show before, has to drive through Ferguson every day to go to work. Jeez. And and he had made a statement, and this kid comes out and says that Jim was racist. And Jim's like, how am I racist? And he's like, well, what you said was racist. And he's like, well, you could have said that instead of just openly calling me a racist. Yeah, and there's I was, a difference well, between... And I finally jumped in. I was like, look, asshole, he didn't say anything racist. He made an observation. He observed that the people from... Uh, uh, made an observation of what was happening in Ferguson. There was rioting, there was looting, and it just so happened that these people were black. Because he had made some comment about not, it was completely not racist. He had made some comment about, uh, I don't know if it was along the lines of, the black people should stand up against the bad black people, you know, or whatever. Uh-huh. And, and I was like, look, dude, if I make the observation, looking at the video footage that I've seen, that I said, that says, wow, the 80% of the people rioting were black. That's not a racist comment. Now, if I would have said 80% of the black people in Ferguson that were rioting were black, that means black people riot. That is racist because you're making a differentiation based solely on their race. You're making an observation. Like, why aren't there any Jewish people rioting there? That's not racist. You're just – you're asking a question. You're like, the the rioters seem to be predominantly black. But it makes sense because Ferguson is like 70% black. So it makes sense that the rioters would be black because it's a black community. That's not racist. Right. That that's just a simple observation of a quantifiable fact. But these 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 people that are so c- convinced that being liberal is the only way to go, they latch onto these causes and they want to vilify and demonize the people with with w- w- with an outlook differently than theirs, that it's easier to use buzzwords like racist and and shit like that because then they know that that's a safe word for them. If I call you a racist, everybody's going to agree with me. <laughs> You know, the one thing I will say is there have been shining beacons of hope within this. There have been um, people in the black community coming out and saying, look, uh, if we're being looked at under this microscope of a primarily black community and we're not doing anything to stop this, we're giving racists ammunition because racists are generally ignorant. Yeah. You know, so they're not going to look at it and – as part of the overall view of, yeah, Ferguson is 70% black, but the United States is not. So the the behavior of the people in Ferguson does not uh, illustrate the behavior of the United States. Right. And so they're saying, look, we have to be smarter about the way that we handle things well, because we are just as accountable as everyone else. Well, not to mention the victim's own family is saying, hey, 
Let's maybe not act like this. Right. Right. You'd oh, think if but, anybody, but but there's still other bullshit uh-huh. that happened there. Like the, did you hear about the um, the the coroner? I'm using air quotes that uh-huh. they hired to uh, to um, examine his body. So they hire this guy who owns his own company. That's basically a private medical examiner, okay. like not somebody that's employed by, by you know the, the city, government, the city, the or whatever. Um, and he comes out with this long uh, analysis of. And he lists among his qualifications that he studied under so-and-so and so-and-so. The person that he said he studied under comes out and says, whoa, 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 wait a minute. He was like a morgue tech for a year or two in the morgue that I worked in. And basically goes on to say his job was that of a custodian. He was to clean up the bodies. He was to clean up the messes left after autopsies. At no point does he have any scientific training of forensics or anything like that, yet he still opens his own company and gets hired by people. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, whatever he is saying, there's no basis in fact. He even has, if he has no credentials right, to back up. Even if he's right, even if he's right, he has no yeah credentials to say, well, I can base that on these scientific principles because he doesn't know them. Mm. He's never been trained on them. He, and, and, and the family went out and hired him, which I'm sure they were helped by probably – um, Sharpton or, or Jesse Jackson or something because they wanted to hire somebody that obviously has a questionable moral turpitude right? so they could get him to, to give the results that they needed uh, the public to see to further their cause, you know, which that to me is a little dirty. Like I, regardless of what the family's saying, why you wouldn't just let a medical, a licensed medical examiner, well, because they work for the city and they're all in cahoots. The world doesn't work <clears throat> like that, motherfuckers. Like, so, it just doesn't work like that. So, okay. <clears throat> Another running story for you. Because I got lots of those. Because yeah, that's all you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, a couple weeks ago, I went for a run. And I there's a tree in my front yard that yeah. has a perfect spot to <laughs> stick a water bottle. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm out for my run. I usually uh, run by the same place three times for my laps. Right. Stop, get a drink if I need one when it's hot out. Right. And I'm running... And for some reason that day, I didn't stop for any drinks till I got home right. and finished. I got home and my water bottle was gone. Like what kind of water bottle? It's it's like a an insulated water bottle, the kind you would put in a bike cage. Uh-huh. But it also has like a holster so that you can wear it on your hand without right. having to grip it if you wanted to run with it. And right. it's got a zippered pouch that you can put like your keys or your ID in or something, right, right. whatever. It's gone. Um I had seen as I was running by to the two neighbor kids that live across the street were kind of playing in the street in front of our house. Right. So there's one, you know, brilliant deduction that can be made. Right. Is that, hey, they were there. Right. That's racist. I don't even, I didn't even that. say I, what color they were. I know, but that's, see, I'm, I'm through line. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say, because I don't know the facts, yeah. but I'm just going to go okay. ahead and say that you're racist because, um, because you believe based on the facts at hand that they took the water bottle. Oh, it gets better. But, but that's racist. So, Regardless of what color they so are. So I get racist. home. Because we just throw that word around now. I get home. I run inside. And I'm like, hey, Lord, did you bring my water bottle inside for me or anything? She's like, no. I go, okay, it's gone. And she's like, really? I go, yeah. She said, hmm. I said, I'll be right back. So I went across the street. and Oh, I forgot to tell you. Let me rewind that. So as I'm running up to the house and getting back home, one kid is at the edge of the driveway and the other one is in the street. They had like made a little ramp and they were taking their bikes off of it. Sure. The one kid in the street sees me, looks at the other kid nods his way towards the house. The other kid looks at him, then looks at me and shakes his head in agreement and they disappear. So a little fishy, right? right? right. So I run across the street 
and I run up to the, their back, like fenced backyard and the parents are sitting outside eating pizza and the kids are a little further away. Probably drinking Mountain Dew. So I walked up and I was like, <laughs> I was like, Hey guys, uh, I live across the street. Um, just wanted to ask your kids if they happen to see my water bottle, maybe it fell out of the tree or something and they picked it up for me. Um, being nice, right. not making assumptions at first. Right, right. And the, the mom just looks at me and she's like, we've been gone all day. We just got home. I go, really? Cause they were there when I ran by, I've been outside for about an hour. Right. They've been out there the whole time. Right. So you didn't just, I didn't say that, but I so, so like, so you didn't just get home. Immediately she's, def- she's defending coming up with lies to defend her kids. So then the one kid does the most obvious thing you can do. Where was it? Uh, you know goddamn well where it was. Answering a question. So anyway, question. so anyway, they because well, because honestly, if you if you never saw it, yeah. you don't need to know where it was at. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. they deny it. So I say, all right, well, you know, I'll, I'll keep looking. Whatever. I run across. I, I go back in, and Laura's like, they were not only in the street. At one point, they were in our yard. So I said, oh really? I'll be right back. Huh? So I went across the street. They're all still just sitting there eating pizza as a family. This time, I didn't even announce myself. I just leaned right over their fence and looked at them, and I said, hey guys, so this is awkward for you. <laughs> but my wife said you were in our yard. So if you saw it, could you just tell me maybe where it went? Do you know where it's at? And at that point, the mom looks at me and then whips her head around and looks at that kid like, motherfucker, you better talk. <laughs> um, and the kid just looks at me. He's like, no. Gosh. They don't. They don't. And so the, the, the dad gets up and comes walking out right. with me and kind of walks towards his garage. And he's like, what is it? And I go, it's a water bottle. And he, he's not the, you know, right. classiest of dudes. Right. He just goes, who the fuck would want somebody else's water bottle? When I go, well, that's kind of what I thought too. Right. But you know, right. it's got a zippered pouch in it, so it looks like maybe there's more to it than there really is. Yeah. Thought maybe somebody gets excited. Ooh, there's a zippered pouch. What could be in there? So he right. kind of looks around his garage with me, and uh, he goes, "Trouble is, I don't even trust the little fucking bastards." And I was like, "Well, you're really helping my cause here. That's terrific." Um, so I go back. Nothing. I go inside. I'm just fuming, not because it's a water bottle, but because my own neighbors. I right. like. It, without being there and and just knowing the body language and seeing things, no, I, believe me, I get uh, it. Like yeah. I know one hundred percent that they took it. Right. So I'm just fuming about the fact that I can't leave something as harmless as a fucking water right. bottle, invaluable. Right. Like it's not a valuable right. item in my own yard right. that I'm running by every twenty minutes. Right. Without having to worry about it being taken, I just I can't get past well, it. And, and I'm why? fuming all night about it. And Laura's like, "Let it go." I go, "It's not about the value of the right. item. It's about the fucking principle of the matter and the fact that I know that I'm being lied to." Well, and why do they not take it? Realize there's nothing in it and just put it back. That's exactly you what know? I thought. Like, so here's the thing. So immediately in my head, I was like, "You know what? That little fucker left his bike out. I should go take it." <laughs> and then I go, "No, I shouldn't, because I'm not no, twelve no, like no, they are." No, but the no. problem is if. Is if, if, if Ferguson has taught me anything, it's that that's exactly what I should have done. Apparently, that's what you're supposed to do when you, when you are wronged or when you feel you've been wronged. Is you need to meet it with as terrible or worse an action uh, in retribution. So I should have taken that bike and either done something to it or I should have harmed one of those children. Is that what I should have done? <laughs> uh, were they white or black? Uh, one was white. One was Hispanic. You might have been okay. Yeah. Might have been okay. I don't know if you would have I looked Hispanic because I got a tan now. <laughs> and I was like, hey, man. I, I, uh, so, yeah, but here's the thing. Fuck. So the next day, I'm out for my run again because I do that. And I, 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 run inside, I run a lap. I come inside. I go inside and get a drink because it is a hot fucking day. Right. I come back outside. And just as I'm coming outside, the mom was letting the dog out. The dog comes running at me. Like, You're like, God damn it. So the the dog is going to follow me clearly. So I had to stop my run and kind of usher it back towards him. And then she's like, hey, did you ever find your water bottle? And I go, nope. Pretty sure that if anybody knows where that's at, they're not, uh, they're not coming back. And uh, she's just kind of like, oh, okay. So two days later, 
shows up in the tree it's in my nope just in the dirt in my front yard so they couldn't just put it back where they got it right they threw it in the dirt right no i wasn't probably going to use it anymore no because anyway. you don't know where it's i been. have the holster back i'm yeah. going to use that holster and that right. was the thing i wanted back the most right. but also how do they not know like if i had let's say i was running with it and halfway through my run decided i'm going to put this here because i don't want to carry it and maybe i'd forgotten that i left my house key in it yeah and maybe laura hadn't been home those little shits would have just prevented me from getting back into my own right, house. Right. And that is the point that I made to their father when he was like, who'd want to take their water bottle? I was like, well, you know, it could have had my house key in it. It could have had anything in it. They don't know. And the point is it would have been a much bigger issue right. if I had had anything in this thing other than just some fucking water. You know what I would have done? Huh. A throwaway line about how I have AIDS. Yeah. Because people that ignorant are going to assume. Well, that I made a joke about, I made a joke, joke about herpes, but I don't think anybody caught it. Oh. I was like, I mean, I'm not flaring up right now or anything. Um, but <laughs> I would have been just been like, well, um, it, it's my AIDS water bottle. Yeah, it like, aids me, and I also have AIDS with it. Well, I would have, I would have said something just, just stupid, like, uh, like, well, my meds were dissolved in the water. Yeah. Um, and I think I got most of them. But, I should, you know, I should have. Damn, I yeah. should have. But so I just, you know, like, and 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 the sad thing is, I did internally for a moment go, I should take that kid's fucking bike and just hide it from him somewhere just so he can, just so I can watch him look for it like they watched me look the, for my water the bottle. The only problem with that is they would have immediately known it was you. I know that, you know? but that's the point. I was smart enough to one, go, well, that would be, go ahead, Eric, just announce what you're going to do. But also two, you're an adult. Right. And that's what, that's right. what people don't do anymore. Right. And that was my point. That's right. where I was leaning back into is that people have a split second urge to do something and nowadays they just fucking do it. They don't think about what they're doing. They don't think about whether it's an appropriate thing for them to do. If it's, they have all kinds of ways to justify their actions. Right. But, because, but because this is a, this is a okay. free country. This is a free country and I, I deserve the right means. to protest and I deserve the right to do. Yeah, that's fine. If someone else doesn't fuck it up for you, um, you know, like, yeah. like I deserve, like, let, let's say, you know, like I deserve the right to um, be considered for this job. Well, let's say, for example, you come from a shitty family. Let's take race out of it entirely. So you come from a fucking family of drug addicts and fucking losers. And the place that you're applying knows your family, right? Mm -hmm. That might have some bearing on there. Say you don't get the job. For you to go in there and cry and be like, I was unfairly persecuted. Be like, no, sometimes you just have to accept that your fucking family fucked it up for you. Yeah. Like you are a victim. Sometimes you are a victim of circumstance. And that's how I feel about the quote-unquote peaceful demonstrators in Ferguson is they were victims of a bad circumstance, but victims in so much that they were not harmed. They were not killed. They were not permanently injured. They weren't injured at all. They coughed a little and were sore. Like, <laughs> it could have been a lot worse for them. Yeah. Should it have been? Absolutely not. But it could have been. And people's perspective is so fucked that it's like for them to cry about being tear gassed and rubber bulleted when they're supposedly out there protesting because a guy got killed is kind of ridiculous. Uh-huh. Like it's and ultimately, if you are so, and I, I know I'm kind of repeating a point from earlier, if you are so um, convinced that your cause is just, and but yet you're angry because the struggle is real, you know, like that's that's the reason that's the reason that hashtag the struggle is real yeah. is a laughing stock. Yeah. is because so many people expect results and expect progression without struggle. Yeah. And that's why the civil rights movement is such a big deal is because of the hurdles and obstacles these people had to overcome in order to simply be treated like human beings. You know? And now the, this generation is fucking it up for them because oh, yeah. they're acting like animals. I think uh, the 
one of the first thoughts I had when all this shit started going haywire was this feels a lot like the reaction to the Rodney King yeah. fiasco. Yep. Yep. Just complete eruption. Yeah, because that makes it right. Yeah. Yeah. They beat up and and see and the that, only thing that didn't happen was yeah, they haven't they haven't beaten somebody near to death yet. Well and Or did they? Maybe I missed um, maybe something has happened. I don't, I don't know. know. If there, I don't know if there was a I think someone got shot. But but here's the thing. The Rodney King deal at least we had video of cops doing something wrong. No, I know, like, I know. Like we we had a pretty clear cut. People should be outraged, but they still handled it the wrong well, way. Well, and that's the thing. You know? In that instance, they had yes, they had absolute evidence. Like there is a thing that happened that we are furious about. Right. I can see it. It's right there. Right. I still shouldn't go blow up the fucking city. Right, right. And no one watching that Rodney King video can say, well, I could see where maybe seventy two times was enough. Yeah, right. You know, like well, it doesn't but, make any and sense. And in this yeah. in this instance, you ha- you have the you have the feeling or the belief of wrongdoing but you don't have the the proof Meh. but you're still i'm gonna blow up the fucking city right right you can't do that i'm gonna punish the police by not doing anything that punishes the police yeah. i'm gonna make my statement in a completely unrelated way well, that's what i mean even if you know 100 percent that your side is right that what was done was wrong that doesn't mean that you can go do what you're gonna do Rosa Parks <laughs> sat on the bus. Yeah. Well, one, she said just because she was tired. Yeah. But because the, the issue was she wasn't allowed to sit at the front of the bus. Yeah. She didn't go blow up a bus because she couldn't sit on the front of the bus. She sat on the front of the bus because the issue was that she couldn't sit on the front yeah. of the bus for the sake of argument. Okay. Right, right, right. Uh, um, young black gentleman sat at the lunch counter. In a sign of civil disobedience because they were not allowed to sit at the lunch counter. They didn't throw bricks through the window of the diner. Mm-hmm. They handled things the right way. And when they got arrested for sitting at the lunch counter, no one burned the city down. You know, the, okay? Everybody's reactions now, those were appropriate, reasonable reactions. I feel like all the reactions nowadays are a Michael Bay production. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, when you look back at stuff like, there's a reason we admire Rosa Parks. There's a reason we admire the young black men that I don't know their names that yeah. sat at the lunch <laughs> counter. But we still admire what they did because they did it in a an admirable way. They did it in a very uh, it was amazing what they did. Yeah. Um, we admire their their accomplishments because of the way that they handled the struggle that they were placed in. Do you ever watch Drunk History? No. Okay, so they tackle some of those on, on Drunk History, like Rosa Parks, some of that stuff. And they're able to tell kind of fun stories about right. that and, you know, make a show about it that's entertaining to watch. They couldn't make that same show in the future and, and look <sighs> back on our generation and go, man, Michael Brown. That's let's, because... let's, talk, let's talk about the story of Michael Brown yeah. and have a fun half hour talking no. about what happened and you know, after that incident, let's just think about our generation, uh, the most entitled generation on the planet. Actually, the generations behind us are even worse. But yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. to adult stage. Let's talk about our generation. What has our generation? What have we? What have we accomplished? That's admirable. People have already been to the moon. Yeah. People have already, uh, you know, the the folks that sent. Uh, the rovers to Mars are not from our generation. Right. Um, the civil rights movement was already a success, regardless of what the people in Ferguson want us to believe. The right. civil rights movement was a success. Equal voting rights, 
equal opportunity, almost to the point of more opportunity because of affirmative affirmative action. Right. When when you're when you are considered for a job over people of another race because of laws that are put into effect, you actually have more opportunity. Um, you know, more opportunity to get into college. You yeah. know, for scholarships, things like that. Okay, so that was a success. We have a black president. It was a success. The civil rights movement was a success. What has our generation done aside from gotten on this fucking liberal bandwagon of defending everyone that claims to be persecuted without even looking for evidence that they actually were? Like, what have we given to history, our generation? All of the things that are ruining us. Yeah, the internet. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, Google. Shit like that. Because even Google, which used to be the forefront of the internet now is the place that you go to find things that are wrong, find things that are incorrect, you know? And, and the, and, and I keep harping on the liberals, the conservatives, like I remember when I was in college, I I considered myself a liberal. Okay. Yeah. Now that I have a job and property and responsibilities, (laughs) I skew a little bit more towards the conservative angle, but I also like to think that I will, I I process information. So I, I will tell you one thing the conservatives are wrong about a bunch of shit and the liberals are wrong about a bunch of shit. But you also have the ultra conservatives too, like your Matt Walsh. Yeah. You know, and I still, I know I've already apologized for it once. Because you got on his fucking... But I jumped on his bandwagon because a couple things that he said were spot on about work ethic and things of that nature and entitlement. But now, first of all, his followers are goddamn zealots. They're almost as bad as Westboro Baptists. I mean, they're pretty bad. Like, they decry anything that is not the conservative standpoint. And today, Matt Walsh posted something about late-term abortions. Let me preface this by saying, I think late-term abortions are wrong. That's a personal belief. It's not a fact that they're wrong. It's my personal belief that I, I could never get behind something like that because of what my beliefs are about how life works. Right. You know, I mean, honestly, you know, I, whether I believe it ha- is life at conception, I don't know if I get behind that. But if the thing can possibly live outside of the womb, uh, scientifically, I think that's probably a life. Okay. I'm not asking anybody else to believe that. That's my belief. I feel that way. Okay? So I, I, I agree with what he's saying that it's wrong. Unfortunately, he doesn't stop there. He doesn't stop there by saying that he doesn't believe in late-term abortions. He decides that it's the same as the Holocaust. Not similar mm. to, but just as bad as the Holocaust. Now, need I remind you, 8 million Jews were exterminated by one dude because he thought they were unclean in the Holocaust. Eight million Jews systematically exterminated with no other consideration other than the fact that he didn't like Jews. So is there some master overlord of the abortion clinics that, that I don't babies. know about yeah. that right. is trying to Absolutely. ensure that every yep. single right. conception... Right. That... And- and they do it, and they do it because they hate babies, because they don't want babies to be born. That's why we have late... That is so... Do you think he just wanted to kind of ignite... I think someone else on, someone else that posted on his thread made a good point. Anytime you argue with anything on his Facebook page that he's posted, you boost his social media reach. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I think he was trying to drive something. It, you get the feeling from him anymore that he says really ridiculous, offensive things. Uh-huh. Um, and my only point when I got on there was to say, look, um, it's not effective argument to use an analogy um, – that is not analogous. Like to, to say that uh, a, a, a madman that's a dictator trying to exterminate an entire race of people 
is the same as some doctors who have considered multiple facts on whether or not to end a pregnancy and then have chosen to end the pregnancy are the same as Hitler is ridiculous. You can't use fire and brimstone arguments, first of all, uh, against people who don't believe in fire and brimstone. And <laughs> secondly, you cannot draw a ridiculous comparison. That doesn't work. And then this this guy jumps in and says, he's like, he gives me the the definition, some definition of Holocaust. And he goes, if the shoe fits. And I'm like, it's not the same. And then some woman jumps in and she's like, it is this and it is evil and it is unethical and it is wrong. And my last response to that was, you're stating an opinion as fact and that's what's wrong with your cause. <laughs> the worst part is I agree with what they want. With the initial... The problem is they're not... They take such a, a, a radical standpoint that you can't bring people to your cause by fear yeah. And rhetoric, you have to find a common ground where you can both agree and say, now do you see why maybe this is bad? Now do you see, you know, and not just like, it's evil and it's the devil and it's Satan and Beelzebub will get you. Like, that just doesn't work because the people that you're talking to aren't afraid of that because well, they don't believe in it. Everybody just thinks that if they yell the loudest or talk the dirtiest nowadays, right. they're, they're, they won. Right, right. And I'm not trying to convince you that his opinion is wrong. I'm just telling because you I agree that the comparison yeah. is completely yeah, it's, fucking it's just, wasted. It's not, it's not effective because the only people that are agreeing with him on his blog are people who are going to agree with him anyway. He's not winning any constituents. You how, know? So how many, how many people in that, in that thread were like, one, I'm Jewish and I, I don't did. agree with abortions, but hey, <laughs> no. And, and that's the problem is he thinks he's right. Because it's a lot like when you write an article for a website or something, right? And all your family comments on it. And says how wonderful you are. Yeah. That's not an accurate portrayal about whether or not... You're actually good. Or like, you know, uh, you're in high school theater and everybody tells you how great your performance was. Because everybody that came to see you came to see you. Yeah. They're not going to show up and tell you, you suck donkey dick up there. All right? And that doesn't mean you're a great actor or actress. And that's why the first couple days of American Idol are amazing to watch. Yes. Because it's the first time these people are being told they're terrible. By someone who has no vested interest right, in them. Right, right. And, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't make, want to make a point other than the fact they're making money off of the show. But, you know, it's like, it, yeah. it, it, it's just, I don't know. And the internet has given, and I know I've said this before, has given a platform to people who don't deserve a platform. Everybody deserves a platform nowadays. No. Everybody's right. Everybody needs their own channel. Everybody's beautiful. And it's great. Yeah. Everything's it's wonderful. We say as we record the podcast that gives us our own platform. <laughs> but to be fair, we've been doing this for seven years. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's just, it's frustrating. And it's, and it, and it, and it, my faith in humanity is less because of the internet. Because you immediately find out about people's fucked up viewpoints on shit that you would have never heard about before. Because it's that immediate, anybody can get that immediate bullshit out yeah. without there being any repercussion, you know? If you're sitting in a room full of people and you say some fucking ridiculous thing and someone looks you straight in the eye and says, what you just said was offensive, mm-hmm. and it was wrong. Well, like I said, though, it's it's removed. It's removed any fucking shred of common sense that people have had in right. having interaction. If someone's parent died... right. You would not say to that person, hey, you should be ashamed of yourself. You haven't shared nearly enough photos of your father with us since he died. We deserve to see those pictures. Right, right. You wouldn't say that to them, especially before that person's even in the ground. Right. You wouldn't do that. Right. 
People did that to Zelda Williams. Really? That's why she quit Twitter. Really? People were telling her that they thought she was not sharing enough photos and like backstories and like secret family things about Robin <sighs> with the, with Twitter or the world right now. You know, and then they were getting nasty about it. Which, which so is- she posted a comment about how like completely taken away she was. Like I can't believe people think it's okay basically to say that I need to open up my private collection, if you will, and say, here's my dad. He's which, yours. You deserve this. Which is bullshit considering the things that she did post. Yeah. Directly. The day after. I know. Like the amazing, beautiful things that she yeah. that she posted. And like, people had the nerve to say. Yeah. So See, maybe yeah, you could give us a little more. And like, people don't do that in real life. Well, at least none of the people that I know do that in real life. You wouldn't go to someone and be like, hey, so your dad died. Where's the stuff? I need things. Now. Right. Tell me, right. show me things. Well, you know, and I and the thing is, people wouldn't do that around me because they are afraid of the fucking response they would get, yeah. and that's the way people should be. They should be afraid that if they say something like that, that they might get fucking smacked in the mouth. Yeah. But the internet takes that away. Yeah. There is no smacked in the mouth. Yeah. You know, and I can I re- regularly humiliate people on the internet. Yeah. But they don't see it that way. No. Like you know and. <laughs> you bring up the thing, and it's been what are we a week removed? Two yeah. week, two weeks removed yeah. from. Um, I will always remember where I was when I found out that Robin Williams had died. Yeah, and I I can't tell you where I was, um, but it was a place that was weird. Yeah, it was a place I would have never thought I would have found out about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was not okay for a couple days, and. Um, it took me a long time to actually be able to put into words how I felt about it. And then when I did, I was told that it was inappropriate that I had done that. Really? Yeah. And so it's strange to me because it had such a profound impact on me, one. And as a person who's dealt directly with suicide in my life, yeah, I, I had uh, a somewhat unique perspective on it uh, because I have a little bit of a different outlook on suicide uh, than you would expect for a person who's had someone very close to them kill themselves. Because, again, there's, it goes back to that liberal outlook of um, you want the bleeding hearts want to say that that person is a better place. That person did what they thought they needed to do. Give power to their choice. Mm-hmm. That's not how I feel. I feel like the only people that actually truly suffer from suicide are the people left here. It's not like a regular death where you're kind of selfish for being sad about it. You know, because it's really not about you. Yeah. Whereas suicide is a final statement that people make to you. You know, I'm going to leave you to have to deal with the fallout from my final decision. So I wrote about that a little bit in in that blog, and and uh, I hate calling it a blog. I call it a column. You know, because I hate the word blog. I think it's yeah. stupid. Um, but so I wrote a little bit about about that and my feelings, and I broke it into two places. One, how I feel about uh, suicide and how I felt about Robin Williams's choice because I feel that he had an ultimate responsibility. When you take on the responsibility of being an entertainer, you let people into your life. You put your people, you put yourself into other people's lives and you accept millions of dollars for that. So you accept a responsibility to those people. You have given yourself to them a little bit. So you ultimately hold a responsibility to them that you won't do anything to hurt them. Because they've allowed you into their lives. 
So when Robin Williams killed himself, it was kind of an affront to anyone who not just enjoyed his movies, but anyone who idolized him, believed in him, what was moved was moved by him. You know, because he he wasn't just, you know, uh he wasn't just a Heath Ledger. He wasn't just a uh, Paul Walker. He was a guy who had put in his time, had amassed fans of all kinds of different genres. It's someone people felt they could identify with, you know. Um, that's not to take away from those two guys' deaths, but Robin Williams, if you if you can't argue that he was in a different tier, a different echelon of performer than a Paul Walker or a Heath Ledger, you're probably an idiot. I mean, honestly. I mean, you just can't make the argument that there was there no, wasn't oh, yeah. a difference you know and in, in talent ability and intelligence and the man was, was was a genius i mean you know people throw that around and i don't just mean because of his performance i think his brain worked on a level that none of us will ever understand yeah you know i've defended him many times because people say he's a hack people say he stole jokes and i've always said i think that what happened in a brain like robin williams is it was firing so fast it was working so hot all the time he honestly didn't know if he thought of that joke in that moment or if he had heard it somewhere else before and every story that i've read about him about the things that he would do for homeless people Mm -hmm. the things he would do with people for people he had just met Mm -hmm. uh all goes back to that yeah you know um so i i i feel that you have a responsibility when if you're willing to to accept millions and millions of dollars to come into people's lives you have a responsibility to uphold a certain amount of the trust that people have put in you be there for them i guess is not a great way to put it but especially with suicide you leave people Mm -hmm. there and even more importantly his family now granted i get the feeling they knew it was always a possibility well yeah and it sounds like the medication that he was recently on um initially i don't know how suicide is is a side effect of a drug but especially if it's like an antidepressant but it can be at first because it like Somebody was trying to explain it to me. It, it takes away enough, like it normals you out just enough to give you more energy back, but right. it hasn't quite affected the way that you're thinking sure. and the way that you that you feel and the way that you're behaving. Right. But it it kind of gives you a little more activity back. So like, let's say you were miserable and contemplated killing yourself all the time, but never you're just, just could just too tired to do yeah. it. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, <laughs> no, seriously. Now all of a sudden you're able to physically like, I can carry this out. Huh. Um, so sometimes... I don't know enough about any of this. If any of that stuff is true, I, you don't even know how much of that you can really put on them because is that a choice they would have made had they been able to get past that uh, that phase? Yeah, it's just it's just weird because it's – I mean it's not like – you know, especially a, the way that he supposedly did it. It's, it's It wasn't a passive act. Mm-hmm. It was an active mm-hmm. suicide. You know, mm-hmm. he had to – he hung himself. No, I know. So it's not like he just went, got in a car, shut the garage door and let the car run until he fell asleep. Right. You know, that – you just kind of slide into, mm-hmm. you know, this he actually did to himself. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. So it's, it, gonna it's be hard to say. Yeah. And, and again, then you brought back to the thing of, you know, he left himself to be found. Yeah. Um, apparently his assistant found him. Yep. So luckily, but I imagine his assistant was like family. You yeah. Know, so you're still hurting someone who cares about you. Um, it's just, it's such a selfish, selfish, selfish thing to do. Mm-hmm. And the argument was out there uh, on a lot of different articles that it wasn't selfish and he didn't, um, you know, we, he wasn't ours, yeah. but he was, you know, and even his daughter said that, you know, 
we shared him with you. Yeah. You know, and I that, think that's why she was so surprised and hurt at the yeah. reaction she was getting because no. she had already said like we share him with the world. We know that like how right. many you couldn't go out with him without knowing that he was going to stop and talk to everybody that wanted to talk to right. him. Um, I and just some of the stories that I've heard other celebrities telling. Oh, about everybody him. loved the guy. Yeah, yeah. No, no one. Even in his darkest moments, they said, even when he was at the most depressed, he was the most unhappy. He was still doing for people. Yeah. Like, he was a good person. And I understand it's an illness. And I get that. I understand. I'm not going to blame him for being ill, but mm-hmm. I will blame him for taking his life. And I will not forgive him for that. Um, I understand that he was suffering. I get it. But I won't ever forgive him for killing himself. That's the way I feel. And I'm not wrong to feel that way. You know why? Because it's how I feel. I'm not saying you shouldn't forgive him. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I won't. Right. And well, and nobody can tell you that you're wrong to feel that way. Just oh, but as they, much as, but just, they will. But, Welcome to but, the internet. But they, yeah. well, they can, yeah. but they can't. Yeah, they yeah. can't make you feel that way. Yeah. Just like you can't make me feel that way if that's not how I feel. Right, right. But you know, to me, one of the most influential people in entertainment for mm-hmm. me, he was the guy that showed me you can be the funniest motherfucker on the planet, and you can still do Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, you know, and make it work mm-hmm. um you know you can do weird shit world according to garp weird fucking movie have yeah. you ever seen it yeah he did he does some weird it's a weird fucking movie uh, and then you can do what dreams may come yeah you know which death, ironically death yeah yeah i know but it, well, ironically what dreams may come he's in purgatory trying to find his wife who's stuck there because she committed suicide well and then even world's greatest dad yeah, you know, and I, I haven't seen that, but I, I just heard about it the other day, and wow, that it was probably a tough movie for a guy like him to make. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, and then... And then now... Uh, dot, he, dot, dot. he killed himself in the same way that, spoiler alert, the kid killed himself. In the, yep, and I have seen that movie. Yeah, I, and that's one of those movies I just never got and around to And it's a weird seeing. movie. Yeah. One-hour photo. Weird movie. Yeah. But for him to be able to make one-hour photo where he's not funny at all in that movie, at all. I mean, even in Goodwill Hunting, he has his moments. Well, in Dead Poet like, yeah. Society. You wouldn't yeah. call that a comedy. Yep, another movie involving a suicide. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a few of those. Yeah, I mean, which he didn't write it, but you know, like it's just one yeah. of those deals. Yeah. Um, so when you know you see, you see a guy who's that talented, and he was the one who basically made me, where I'm obviously no, no way, shape, or form at his level, right. but it made me go, you know what? So you do comedy, right? Maybe you can act too. Maybe yeah. you can do some drama. Maybe you can do other stuff. Maybe you should join the theater program. Because I could look at Robin Williams and say, it's possible. You can do both. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas, you know, when I went to join the theater program, people were like, dude, you can't just get by on funny. Like, it's not going to be enough. Like, if you want to be an actor, you have to be able to act. And he could do all that. And yeah. it was like, oh, I, wow, that can happen. I remember where I was when Johnny Carson died. And I remember where I was when I found out. Well, I remember where I was when I found out Johnny Carson died. And I remember where I was when I found out that Robin Williams died. And Robin Williams' death was profoundly more affected me more um, than Carson. I mean, I still Carson upset me, but it was like he was an old man, and yeah. it was going to happen. You know, he wasn't well, and Robin Williams, it, I didn't see it coming. Yeah, um, especially because all the reports say he had been working on business deals earlier in the day. Yeah, you know, so that does to me gives a little bit more credence to this whole medication thing. Yeah, like that. his his brain wasn't working. Right. The way right. that it normally but, 
Well, and the fucking Rush Limbaugh trying to say that he was like financially ruined and that that's why he did all this. He has four movies in the can. Yeah. No, he's fine. He was doing all right. He did. He, was, he had just done commercials for Nintendo. Like, yeah. I don't think the guy was broke. No. No, he's fine. And, and, and how, how, dare, how dare you just try to make up your own story? I wonder how would he have been broke? Yeah. Like, it's not like he had. Well, and he just did know. a show. It got canceled, but he had just been working. Surely that show paid him. I right. mean, either way, right. whatever. Yeah, no. I just, fuck off. No. And, and it's not like, you know, and everybody, they did say his wife maintains he was sober. Yeah. At the time. Because like, he had just been in treatment in Minnesota. Yep. Um, within the year. Mm-hmm. And she maintains that he had not fallen off the wagon. Because it was that, his worst fear that he would, right. but yeah, that he had not. And see, and that was the first thing that I assumed was that he had fallen off the wagon and was so tired of disappointing his family he that just, he just felt like he yeah, didn't no, face him. Not. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those deals where it makes you feel so helpless because you'll never see him do anything again. Yeah. You know, and it had always been my dream to maybe bump into him somewhere. Well, and how weird is it going to be to watch these next three or four movies yeah, no one. The same way you kind of felt when Heath Ledger died, I suppose. Yeah. Only this is so much more. It's different. Yeah, it's on a it's different. different level. Um, you know, it was weird though. I read that. Uh, did you read that article that I uh, shared from Jonah Ray? Um, I think so. I didn't realize that he was as close to him as he was. Did you read? You know who actually had one of the? Oh, you probably do know. You probably shared it too. Mike Rowe. Yeah, he I, had I one of the that. neatest yeah. ways of bringing it around to why everybody cared so much. Because I. Right. The one thing that drives me nuts is when people say, why the fuck should I give a fuck? There are more important things in the world to worry about than some dead celebrity. Right. Well, it's not, that's not accurate. Right. And Mike Rowe had a really interesting way to make you understand maybe why some people cared so much. Right. Yeah. And, and brought it back around to the fact that he didn't know him. Yeah. He had just had an interaction with him. Well, not only that, but like it wasn't so much about knowing him or having an interaction with him. It's about what period of your life does seeing that guy take you back to right and like for mike it was that like that first girlfriend of his when he was 16 in the basement you know he's getting his first kiss on and and mork and mindy was on so now robin williams instantly takes him back to that 16 year old version of himself so it's about the way it makes him feel and where in his life it puts him i read and i I hope that this story wasn't bullshit but i read this the story um from a guy who claimed that he worked as a doorman um, for some company in mm-hmm. San Francisco. And he was escorting a homeless dude out. The guy was there begging for a job. And as he was escorting him out, he was like, look, uh, they'll never hire you because of the way you're dressed, because you're not clean. Go get yourself a suit, clean yourself up, write a resume, and I will walk you up to HR myself. Robin Williams supposedly just happened to be walking through the lobby at the time. And he had said he had seen him in there several times but never mm-hmm. interacted with him. And he, and he just said – this guy's name was Anthony. And he said, is that true? And Anthony uh, said, yeah. Quiet little kid. I'm talking about Robin Williams. Um, they, uh, he said, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Two days later, this homeless man comes back in a really nice suit, cleaned up, shaved, the resume. And so he walked him up there, got him a job. Hmm. A couple weeks later, Robin Williams comes through the lobby and he says, hey, Tony, what you did, that was a good thing. Huh. I hope to God that's a true story because you know what happened there. Yeah, oh, of course Williams you do. took that homeless guy, got him bought him a up. fucking $10,000 suit, you know, and cleaned him up and said, hey, go get this your is your job. chance. Go get your job. Yeah. That guy said he'd do it. And, and this guy said that that was – spoke to him about what kind of a great guy he was. And then he said they went on to 
they would have conversations, him and Rob, Robin Williams, and chit-chat, and, you know, they, were, they weren't friends, but they were friendly, yeah. you know. I hope it's true. Well, just I hope it's not somebody just trying to get sensationalized attention out of a, a bad situation. Yeah. I, I want it to be true. It's probably not. Yeah, Conan O'Brien had a neat story, too, about how Robin Williams did something nice for him while he was going through his rough, you know, leaving NBC. Oh, right. Um, you know, he's, he was kind of depressed. I, he, I don't think he had locked down his new show yet. Right. Um, it, things were looking iffy. He gets home one day, and a, and a delivery truck rolls up. And he goes out there, and the guy opens the truck, and he's got this ridiculous bike for him. It's green and orange and purple. It's got shamrocks on it. It just looks like a fucking nightmare. Right. And Like a bicycle? Like yeah, a pedal bike? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, tur- it turns out it's from Robin Williams. Well, Robin Williams liked to ride bikes. He knew Conan liked to ride bikes. So he gets this bike. It's from Robin Williams. So he gives Robin a call. He's like, Robin, I'm, first of all, thank you so much. This is so crazy. But what? why did you do this? And he's like, well, you know. Going through a rough patch, and I just got to ask you, does does it look ridiculous? And he's like, yeah. He's like, are you going to look silly riding it? No, oh, I'm going to look terrible riding it. Well, that's good. <laughs> just a little something to cheer him up. And, and Andy Richter's sitting there, and he's Andy said something, and Conan's like, you didn't buy me a bike. <laughs> so just like the weird, like not even close to the guy where they would be like friends on a daily basis, right. contacting each other. Right. But it's just like, he's going through a rough time. I'm going to make that guy laugh. Right. That's awesome. Sends him a bike. And that's, uh, from all accounts, that's everything I've heard about him. I've yeah. never heard anybody say he's a real son of a bitch, you know. I'll leave you with one thought. If thousands of your people are killing thousands of your people and you do nothing to stop it, but yet you march and you riot because one kid was killed by a cop, you're not part of the solution. You're part of the problem. This has been episode 238 of Misinformation Podcast. With you, as always, I'm Zach. I'm Eric. Love you. Driving me crazy, you hostile you. Yeah, you can spoil my day, please don't ruin my night. You can spoil my day, please don't ruin my night. Yeah, you can spoil my day, please don't ruin my night. Now you hostile you. The only thing that is always is gravity. You've just heard the misinformation theme song, Hostile You, by the Matt Lees Band. Thanks for listening.